was popping was popping was popping welcome nikki and moose i'm nikki that's moose what's up moose what up y'all and welcome to episode 98 and on this episode we're going to be talking about is it okay to take a creative break going all in on content monetizing a problem and then uh is it good to have the best product or not to have the best product? That is the question. Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Man, I'm feeling pretty good. This is, uh, I feel like it's more like new era business, new, new generational business. I don't know. I don't know what to call it, but I, it's a fresh perspective on business that I think we're both in a season of, oh, that's what we did wrong before. Okay, now this what this is why it makes sense to do it differently. So I'm looking forward to this one. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, shout out to all our audio listeners, all our viewers, whether you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching this, we appreciate y'all. Shout out to everybody who leaves us reviews too. We've been reading them, may have to bring back some as far as in the beginning of the episodes like we used to, but of course, this is powered by Ecamm Live, the all-in-one streaming platform. But also, they are the reason why we have this whole podcast. Everything from video to audio to transitions to whatever you need, Ecamm has it. Lower thirds does it all. We barely edit this podcast because of Ecamm Live. So you could try it for 14 days uh, just by going to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam for your 14-day trial. That's all I got. Yummy. Moose, how are we feeling? Oh, man. Uh, do you want the truth? Well, well clearly the energy is <laughs> a little bit different. Hey, listen. I, I'm going to tell them if the you truth. Heard, if anybody uh, heard the intro, it was like, yeah. Uh, new a I I don't I don't even know what to call this this what episode. I call this one? Uh, we're going through it. <sighs> Goodbye. Well, like, no, nah, you know what though? <laughs> Listen, man. You know what? Nah, I'm gonna tell them the truth. I'm gonna tell, tell y'all the truth. All right. You know why? You know why I'm gonna tell you the truth? Because the truth is Hurts, good to be told. Literally. So, uh, <laughs> my laptop just broke, man. I'm my laptop literally just broke. Uh, Literally, right, right before now. Before we started this recording, so uh, yeah, that's a little that's a little upsetting. But at the end of the day, I was telling uh, Nick that I guess what are you gonna do, right? Like, I, I, you know what? Here's some good perspective for you. Uh, I used to watch a lot of Casey Neistat's vlogs some years back, mm-hmm. and he was one of what I thought the most reckless people with his camera equipment, all his stuff, he would intentionally 
mistreat his stuff to break it because he wanted to train his mentality that this expensive tech and cameras and all these nice things, they're only meant to be used as tools. They're right. tools that you use to capture the shot, to get your content, to do what you got to do and keep going. So I broke my laptop. It is what it is. Thank God for my wife. I was able to use her laptop. Just the fact that I thought of that instantly and didn't really regret that one. I mean, it hurts. You know, you're like, damn, it's my new baby. I, uh, it's the one I was kind of bragging about. Somebody must have jinxed me or something. Like, yo, you've been bragging about this laptop powering you up. How about that? But uh, nah, it's all good, man. I feel good nonetheless. It's been a, a pretty cool week. And uh, yeah, nah, let's turn it around. Let's have a great show. Thanks for listening to my sob story, although it's not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, yo, too bad, bro. What? So what? Uh, no, 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 shout we, out uh, to you that proves, that proves that materialistic things can get replaced because other people would be in tears because oh, yeah, yeah, Mac yeah. computers are right. not cheap. Well, yeah, Mac computers yeah, are not facts. cheap. So, um, shout out to you. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get you a new laptop. We'll get you a new laptop, buddy. We uh, we gonna make it work. We gonna make it work. We gonna make it work. Man, um, as far as me, I don't have those problems. I don't have those problems. Nothing mm. broke in my life. Um, <laughs> nothing broke in my life. Nothing broke. Yeah, you know, nothing broke. Things is functional. Yeah, things are great. Um, I'm still on the high of that InvestFest situation. Shout out to everybody who went to InvestFest. Uh, shout out to those people who actually listened and was like, yo, you said to say hi. So I said hi. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to the people who actually listen, uh, all the podcast listeners, because uh, they did come through. They were like, yo, I love the podcast. I was like, yo. It's, it's so crazy that, that yeah it's so crazy to to still hear that it's like yo i listen to the podcast really you listen to the podcast like mm. little old us this is crazy so mm. shout out yeah shout out to everybody there i really it opened my eyes to the impact of consistency it really opened my eyes to that i was like oh okay we about to mm. we about to turn up no pun intended with the shirt literally says stay consistent but um Ooh, I like yeah that. it does yeah 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 i got i got that in invest fest somebody had it and i was like i need to have that they're like i got you mm. I said, praise god praise god but That's let's fire. get into this episode uh you want to you want to start this one off this was just kind of your your topic yeah yeah so this this was pretty cool there's uh actually a blog that i'm subscribed to that will often send out, you know, just their newsletters with a, a bunch of cool content for creators, especially. And so I was checking out this week's uh, newsletter and they featured uh, a YouTuber who was also a gamer. Uh, his name is Corey. And he was bringing back or posting a video for the first time in about three months. So surprisingly, the video got well over I think it was 6 million views or something like that in the first 48 hours. Right. It's, it's crazy numbers. And he had taken a break from creating for some time. He's done it before. He was a little burnt out the whole nine. But it was crazy to me to think about, wow, this concept of being a content creator or a creative entrepreneur, because you make a living off of 
you, your content, the things that you put out online, you can't possibly take a, a vacation, uh, some time off. And I don't know that it's the way that it would work if you were at a nine to five. So I wanted to talk about that. Like how do creative entrepreneurs take time off, right? When you are literally the face of your brand. So it's a small clip from, from his return and 6 million views in 48 hours. As many comeback videos as I've done, I never know exactly like how to do them. But I'll tell you one thing. Oh, I'm, I'm always well rested when I come back. That's that's an upside. Y'all not getting like rinse and repeat tired content from me. It's always fresh. It's new. You never know what you're going to get because I don't never know what I'm going to upload. I will say I do. I do appreciate that he had like an explanation video. Right. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of us will leave and like come back and act as nothing happened. Like they'll just post like regular and people are like, hold on, homie. Like, where you been? Mm -hmm. What's what's going on? Why? And the cool thing is when you do videos like that, it kind of like rebuilds the trust a little bit quicker than you just showing up and posting again, because now you have to say, yo, I'm, no, I'm back. Come back to me. Like I, I left you. Uh, I'm no longer like in your life, but now I'm back. So come hang out with me again. And some people are going to be a little reluctant. This is like a relationship. Ah, you kind of left. I'm doing other stuff now. I'm following other people. I'm looking at other content. And you're like, no, 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 no. But really, I'm back. No, really, I'm here. And they're like, yeah, cool, prove it. Right? Now, what's cool about this whole thing is Moose wanted to talk about, like, can we take breaks? And I'm saying yes. Right? It's all about creating a system. It's all about um, figuring out what you do on a regular and what is that bare minimum when you are gone or who like what system do you have in place, whether it's another person, whether it is an app or, or some sort that is going to allow you to post or to still stay present on a regular rather than just going ghost on people. Right. Bare Bare minimum, you could at least be doing a video or a post that says, look, I'm going to be gone for about like two, three weeks. Uh, I'll be back then, you know, so you're not going to see any kind of content. It at least warns people. But I recently went to Puerto Rico and all these other places and I didn't skip a beat. I did. I understood my bare minimum style of posting. Right. Which later down the road, when I went to Invest Fest, that was one of the biggest compliments. Yo, you're one of the most consistent people I know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why, thank you. you know I mean, like, thank you. But it, it, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. There's multiple reasons to take breaks. I, I, I believe 
from a creative standpoint, this is one of the most, uh, like draining thing for your mental to create on a regular, regardless if you post every day, once a week, once a month, it's still very draining because it takes a lot of mental to, to think of all this new creative stuff. So you could be taking a mental break. You could be, you know, you have family, you special event, whatever the reason you don't necessarily owe us that explanation, but we already understand. I, I like to say without content, you don't have a brand. So without you posting your brand kind of like disappears, especially in this world. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, it, it's, uh, I think, I don't know if I was more fascinated by this concept of his community still showed up for him or cared enough to be interested in what he has to say, even after taking those three months off, right? Cause you're talking about 6 million views and 48 or 72 hours, people care, right? Uh, and then of course, the second part of it, which is you really don't know what you're getting yourself into when you just say you want to have a personal brand because there's a lot more that goes into that construct. Right. And I'm not trying to necessarily talk you out of it, but I guess in a way I am because there's there's just a lot of elements that that you have to think through. Right. There is. Wow. I can go on vacation and probably lose people, you know, and, and I was also thinking about the video that you posted. I want to say sometime last week where it's like, don't hog followers. Like, why do you want people to follow you? If you're not going to do anything with them or if you're not going to take them anywhere, if you're not going to share something with them. So that I was like, I was thinking about those two contracts. And I was like, dang. So how, how do you ever take off or how how do you how do you mix that in? But to your point, I guess there is got to be a system for everything. You either let them know what to expect. And that's that's what I feel is the best way to go about it, by the way. And, and it's even even in business when when you're dealing with customers, clients, employees, team members, staff. If you're direct about what the standard is and what they can expect, I feel that regardless of how bad things are, mm -hmm. people at the end of the day, they can still understand right. because you told them the truth. But if you say, hey, I'm about to post 10 times a day and they need what you're about to post and you disappear for three months and post no times a day, then it's like, but hold up, you told me one thing and you did something else. So I think, I think a if any, if nothing else, be honest and straightforward about what people can expect from you. And that's definitely a good way to get started. Yeah, there's there's two things like. It's funny because his fans or his followers actually expect him to leave. So I don't know if you watched mm. the whole thing, but there was a TikTok that somebody made like literally it was his birthday and like he wasn't at his birthday party and then he'll show up like, That's no, I'm hilarious. here. And then he would disappear. <laughs> he's not here. He's not here. He's going to be here. No, he's not here. Like, and so people kind of expect him to leave and come back and leave and come back, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, as far as more of the how of, okay, how do I continue to stay present? I would say, uh, bare minimum, each 
platform for the most part has a way to schedule out your content, right? Uh, whether it is from a YouTube standpoint, like for his case, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it is, there is a, whether it's a native scheduler or you could use a third party app and I'm not promoting anything. This is just stuff that I use like later. Later is a good one. Um, if we're talking about um, Facebook and Instagram, you could do creator studio. Those that that's free and it's pretty much native to Facebook. Uh, I still like using YouTube just to schedule out some of our content and not have to worry about it later. Um, but those right there is a little system that I use. So I don't necessarily have to worry about posting later because we all have lives, right? Like, especially if you run a business, you don't have time to like, okay, I got to create, I got to post, I got to comment, I got to do all these things. You won't have a life. And this is from a person who does this. Like, you won't have a life. Mm. So when you are leaving, taking a break, have a family emergency, whatever it is, make sure there is still systems in place to so people don't have to make fun of you like they made fun of him and say that you're in and out of their lives or you're not that reliable to show up. Even though it's fun and games and everything, maybe he lost some loyal people because they were just like, yeah, okay, you, you, you really not showing up. Then you allow your competitor to come through and be like, hey, look what I do. And they're like, yeah, actually, this ain't that bad. I'm going to stay here. And then when you mm -hmm. post again, you're like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. And then you, they forget. Yeah. So now you lost a few people and to some that's like, I don't care. I needed this, you know, to others. It's like, Oh my God, no, not a follower. I can't, uh, you know, but we lose followers every single day, regardless if we're there or not. So it doesn't matter. I mean, at least for me, as if, if it's definitely to recharge and for, uh, to get your mind right, I'm all for creative breaks. Just figure out a system. Hear me? Um, but this next one, uh, I think me, me and Moose were were texting. Well, I text him about a strategy that I wanted to do. He's like, "This is funny. I was going to text you this same video." I said, "That's good." Yo, literally. Look at look at, look at great minds. Look at. I like great minds, but um, talking about content, how do we go all in on our content? Should we? Should we not? And we were watching an interview with Gary V. And of course, this is the man that talks all about content. And so let's see what he has to say. What you're doing by not going all at all in on content is leaving opportunity on the table. It's not that you're gonna go out of business, it's that somebody sitting next to you's cousin that's in the same market as you is gonna pick up market share against you if they go into content when they're not as good as you. 
or if you're really good, you're just leaving being double the size of your business. Well, yeah, the, the, the one thing that I got from that, and I think you might have said it either later on in that clip or I just kind of ran to it, and it was this idea of you get to create the type of lifestyle that you want. So if you're happy with what you have and you're not necessarily interested in having to sacrifice time away from your family, from, say, your own well-being or whatever it is, and you no longer want to be in hunt, that hunt, that grind, that hustle, that most people often have when they're just getting started because they have nothing. And quite frankly, some of us can get a little comfortable when we start gaining some traction. We're like, oh, you know what? This is kind of cool. I actually don't have to work as hard. Or I got a real loyal tribe that I don't have to hustle for. They're there. They trust me. Whatever I'm providing for them works. The thing that, that really clicked for me was he said, well, if you stop trying to become bigger, what you have will eventually get smaller. Mm. By all means that because things are constantly changing, whatever you did today to be relevant is not going to work tomorrow. Right. And I was like, wow, that's the mentality of a lot of people. It's like they, they call them, you know, some people are, they have that hunter's mentality or the, the farmer's mentality. And, or, or actually, no, that, that is the better way to say it. You have some of those people who are hunters, like they wake up every day and they're interested in trying to go get something new. And then you have others with a farmer's mentality who just want to stay and take care of what's there. And as they nurture that, they know that it'll continue to grow at a slower pace, right? But it's a totally different mindset. And it's like, wow, you can lose to someone who's not as good as you because you got comfortable taking care of what was working a month ago, or mm-hmm. a year ago, or what, what got you what you currently have. So it definitely puts a little, a little, a little fire on to say, no, nah, you, you have to stay in the game, bare minimum to at least stay at the level that you're at. You can't just get to a level and expect to stay there by doing nothing. You still have to keep some activity flowing. I agree. And how he explains it in that particular video makes it more easier than what people probably believe. It's like you may think that you have to create original content on all these different platforms every single day. And he was like, do you see me dancing? Do you see me doing Mm -hmm. any of those Uh, trends or anything like that. No, what he does is take his life and document it and has somebody cut it up because everything that you do is content. And so from a bare minimum, going all in, if let's say, well, what we do with this podcast, right? Um, We'll do a weekly podcast, normally about an hour or so, And then cut it up into 12 to 13 different things, different pieces of content, different uh, types of content. And that will take care of all week or so where people feel as if they have to create every single day. And you don't. You have other things to do in life. You're we're all content creators without necessarily being content creators because 
real life cre- content creators love to create original content, right? Where content creator, other content creators create content based off their life. It's not, I am intentionally creating content for so-and-so and so-and-so and this platform and no, this is what's happening. Figure out how to format it to fit that platform and figure out how to format it to fit that platform and to have a consistent schedule over and over again, right? So you have to figure out what type of content creator you are. I'm more of the original one. Moose is more of the document my life and we're going to figure it out and cut it up for these platforms, right? Either or is not wrong. The point is to put out content and without, I'm going to say it, I'm going to stress it, maybe the title of this this, uh, podcast, without content, you do not have a brand. In this day and age, because we, perception is everything. We do look at your profiles and see how much content you have and see your numbers and determine if we're going to do business with you or not. We are. And so we have to come up. We first have to say, yeah, I'm going to go all in with this digital uh, life. I'm going to go all in with content. I just have to figure out if I'm the one that can do original content or I'm the one that is going to once a week at least record something that is going to be able to be documented for the rest of the week. Either or is great, but figure out what you are and don't feel pressured to do one, to do both. If you could, great. If you can't, that's okay. You just have to find your style of creating content and putting it out there because if not, the your competitors are going to look better than you, period. And they probably are not. They probably suck, but... They show up more. They uh, put out way more content than you, which will then steer their thought process of, is what you're saying right or what they're saying is right? Because they're putting it out there more. They're doing a little bit more marketing. They're showing it in a different light all the time that the one or two times that you're posting kind of gets drowned out out of the seven, eight, nine times a week, they do it. So you have to look at it. Like I'm not, for me, I'm not trying to get beat by people who don't know more than me. I'm not. Not at all. Now, if you know more than me, I can respect that, right? But I'm still going to probably put out more consistent content than those people who know more than me. Because the people who are even starting out have that same mentality of like, yo, I got to I gotta put out a lot of content and somebody's going to catch on to it and they're going to think, I actually really know what I'm talking about over the real experts in this game. So, mm-hmm. it, it, and hence why we always had the conversation of, is there like, is there real experts out there? Or is it just because they know how to put more content out? That's where we are too. But 
we we got to play the game. This is the digital game that we're in. It's draining to some. But if you understand how to play the game, the rewards are so amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's interesting because there's so much, so many of us that are still worried about how other people perceive us. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to someone like Gary talk, he's telling you that, and, uh, and for those of you who haven't checked out that full interview, at some point, go check it out. But he's telling you that one of his main objectives is to make sure he doesn't care who's asking him the question. Mm-hmm. He just wants his answer recorded, and he wants to make sure everyone hears it on every platform. Yeah. And a lot of us are still so concerned about how other people perceive us that we're thinking about, wait, well, if I share, with that is that too much? Am I posting too much? Will I run out of stuff? Well, maybe I should just hold back. And people who are winning, I'm telling you, are not having those thoughts. How do I know? Because we're seeing it. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, they're coming out and telling you, stop caring about what they think because you're worried about something that honestly does not hold any value. And even more importantly, it's not important. People don't care as much as you think they do. Right. You're so worried about what other people think, and people don't care about you as much as you think they do. Now, th- th- if that doesn't kick some sense into you at some point and say, wow, so what's stopping my success is something that I believe in my head, which is not even true. At some point, you got to wake up and say, okay, I'm, I'm crazy. <laughs> Legit, I'm crazy. Like, just accept that and, and do differently. So, yeah, it, it always blows my mind how at the end of the day, we're still our own worst enemies because we come up with these things in our minds as to why we shouldn't do it or that's too much or people are not going to like us or they're going to unfollow. Maybe they weren't for you. Talk about it. Talk about it. Listen, going on to the the next clip of Gary V. So... As we grow, sometimes we feel like, you know what, we don't have to do certain tasks or certain responsibilities anymore, right? Shout out to Wall Street Trapper, who probably was uh, the first one to bring this to the podcast as far as saying, yo, um, I, I'm the one that answers all my DMs. Like, I got to have my ear to the street. I have to connect with the people. I don't care how many followers I have. I am not above them. I'm going to always answer my DMs. I'm not going to give that up. Now, there are people who are like, once they reach a certain point, I don't want nothing to do with social media. Take it away from me. You answer all of that. You answer all these things. I want nothing of it. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, Gary V talked about it. 2023, it is virtually networking, right? It, it starts with content and then it comes down to like how much in the grind are you? Every DM or reply that anybody has ever gotten here from my account is me. There's no some weird intern in Japan doing that for me. Most people get fancy before they've earned it. There's a lot of people at this conference in this room right now talking big game, but aren't actually willing to put in the dirt work in the trenches to get what their mouth is saying. 
ouch for some. Um, so I don't believe that if it is not like, if it's not your strength, like, don't do it. Like I, I'm cool with that. Right. Uh, some people can't create content. They try in the beginning just to get the vision out. And then it's like, nah, take that away. Right. Cool. I do believe there is some things you still have to keep because it just brings a human connection, right? There's things you have to delegate, but this is where you have to understand the heart of your brand. So with Gary, the heart of his brand is the connection with his fans, right? That's what he's big on. He could do a spontaneous meetup and, Hundreds of people will pop up because of the connection that he has with his fans. I've heard it multiple. Yo, I met Gary V. He looks at me right in the eye. He spends time to show the attention. There's intentional connections being done. That's the heart of it. If he gave that away, he gave up the heart of his brand. Now, you just have to identify, and I'm not saying everybody should keep the DMs and things like that. But I'm what I really want to focus on is understanding what is the heart of your brand and keeping that part and not always trying just to delegate every single thing. Because I think the, the heart of your brand keeps you honest. I think certain tasks, certain um, parts that gives your gives you that passion that love for why and that remembering of why you started doing things i think that keeps you honest and keeps you going even when times are down so maybe that's it, that's it for him like yo the dm the connecting with people that's my thing don't nobody touch that right he doesn't create the content but maybe he posts it i believe he does He's like, yo, I, I want to narrate how this is going out. We're good, right? Now, I'm big on delegating, but just don't delegate every single thing when you don't need to, Be, especially before you're ready. I, I, we've spoken about it a few times where some people are just so quick to give up their social media and quick to give up certain parts when they don't even understand the vision, when they don't even understand the tone, and they don't understand how people are supposed to receive the brand. You're just like, I have a brand, I have a business, I can't do this, take this away from me. But then you really give the power of your brand away. You give the power of your business away because you're giving up everything because you don't want to do it or you believe you don't have to do it. And there's a certain truth to that because you're not supposed to do everything in the business, but you still have to have an understanding of what's what and the overall view of how is this brand being burned in people's heads. If you don't understand that part, do not delegate anything. Do, like, don't, because 
you don't know the true vision and the true uh, tone of your own brand. You don't. And that's okay. Sometimes that takes a bit. But don't rush to delegate so quickly when you haven't necessarily put in the work that is needed to delegate. Yeah, it's crazy. I heard, I heard, I think Alex Hermosi said this one time. He said, fancy fails and simple scales. So, you know, like, and it's crazy because tell you a quick story. A really good friend of mine, we put something in place for him that was working, converting. Leads are coming in. Thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Spoke to him yesterday. And he says, yeah, you know, slowing up, things are not working. There's definitely some adjustments. And the team is not doing what they're supposed to do. And I don't think, I'm sure he won't mind that I'm sharing this. I said, is the team clear on what the process is? Do you have Mm. a process in place? Mm. He said, nah, nah, I, I do. I was like, okay, hold on. I asked you what the process If you have a process in place, first you said no, but then you came back and you said you do. What's the process? And when you double back like that, I think it really gives people an opportunity to think through what they're saying. He was like, okay, maybe they're not clear on the process. Here's what I want them to do. I said, wait a second. So you went away from something that was working because you want to have your assistant add an extra step to the process to make it seem as though, all right, cool, I have my assistant reach out to you with the information and you just fill out that questionnaire and then we'll reach back out to you and see. I said, do you know how inconvenient that is? But, but it's, it's exactly what he's saying there, right? We, we wanna get fancy before we've earned it. And the crazy thing is some of us have already earned it, but because we care about this perception of fancy, we're taking steps backwards to preserve our fanciness. That's good. Doing something that works for your brand and your business is more important than how the fanciness is perceived or that perception that you give to people. There's nothing wrong with doing hard work like hard work is not a bad thing it's, it's it doesn't mean that you're not talented because you work hard i said it all the time nikki works harder than anyone i know hands down there's not even anyone that comes close to i don't be like oh maybe it's nikki and oh i don't know it doesn't it doesn't even compare <laughs> like there's no questions asked and and that's why this what you see happening is happening it's not a surprise so i think also part of us I don't know, maybe sometimes we think that working hard makes us look as though we're poor. It's like, no. If you're happy doing what you're doing, work freaking hard. Who cares? You're going to bring up a whole different topic. You're going to bring up a whole different topic because that battle of, you know, um, working hard and how it has such a negative look on things now is so weird to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I, listen, I fully respect um, those people that like, who think for a living, right? And they, you know, to some people, 
people say like, that's not really working hard. If that's mm. not really working hard, why is there depression? Right. You feel me? Like everybody has a different definition of what working hard is, right? Just because it's not manual doesn't mean you're not working hard all the time, right? And so I do believe there is a level, granted, shout out to Connie, you do still need to have your systems and, and all of your processes and everything like that. I've respected that now that we're friends and I have friends like Connie and everything, and I see it, I understand it, right? Mm -hmm. But that's still from a certain time period to set that up is hard. It's oh, very yeah. hard to certain, sure. set up certain systems and things like that. Once it's done, oh my God, it's great. But a lot of us, once that's done, is not just sitting like, ah, oh, that's it. Now life happens and I am all the way rich. You're probably thinking of another system to set up that you can chill out a little bit later, but there are seasons where you're working hard and it's nothing wrong with that. I wish people would stop trying to downplay the people who are working hard, whether from a manual standpoint or from a mental standpoint. I really wish people would stop downplaying that or making them feel lower than thou because Without people who work hard, like, where would this world be? Like, where, were, where would be certain inventions? Where would be certain experiences? Where would be the digital world that we know of? Like, y'all can complain about the yeah. algorithms all you want. There is somebody who is constantly trying to figure out problems in order to put in this algorithm to see, to have the best experience on these platforms. So yeah, that random rant, but that hit because mm -hmm. I know too many people that is like, you know, the, you know, you can't make money when you're working hard and things like that. Like stop it. Be like, if you're thinking you're working hard, just maybe you take a few more vacations than others. Who cares? Right. You still have to work hard in order to take that vacation. Eventually working hard could be for five hours. Don't matter. It's still working hard. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm no, it's real. Okay. It's real. No, no, no. It, 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 I'm listening. I, Struck a nerve. I, 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 I totally, I'm on board for that dialogue because at the end of the day, I, I know it. I, I, at one point in my career, I drank the Kool-Aid on, what it was supposed to look like. It wasn't my goal, my vision, or my dream. I drank the Kool-Aid on this idea of what success looks like. And it didn't work out. And not, because, not for any reason, but it's just, it wasn't mine. It wasn't, it wasn't true to me. And then when you start doing that inner work, and again, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record saying this on every single episode, but it's good. Y'all need to hear it consistently. Now, shout out to Gary for uh, encouraging me to be more, more persistent with my message. It's like, yo, when you start doing the inner work, something clicks. You start to see like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. You have to keep working 
There's nothing wrong with work, but you need to keep working because things are changing. Things are forever evolving. And if you stay the same, eventually you'll get left behind. So that's why it's important to pick something you're passionate about. That's why it's important to pick something that's in line with your gifts and your talents and what you do easily to some extent, because that'll at least help when you're working hard. You don't have to do something that you're not good at and you have to work hard. Damn, that's like a double whammy. But at least you're good at it to some extent. That helps out a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big avid kind of a voter for that concept right now. You have to pick your own goals. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid uh, from other people about what your goal should be and what success should look like, because whatever that is, it's not sustainable. And that's, if, if it's not sustainable, it's not going to work. I'm just big on being a leader that can come up with an idea and do it. Maybe hmm. not completely finish it, because I have yeah. a team for that, but Shout out to the people who just look at others and think they could just give the ideas and not do anything about it because it's not the people who do the work that gets paid. It's the people who think of the work. You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> Went on a small sure rant. A Sorry. Yeah. No, that I just, uh, that's going to, we're just going to move on because y'all know I can be. A little bit too transparent in my life, and we're just going to move on to the next topic. So the next topic, <laughs> the next topic, um, those watching this interview, because you already know there are people behind great empires. There's people behind great brands. And we talked about the Kardashians a few times, even did like a whole episode on the Kardashians. Yeah, I didn't really like it. And so. Uh, please watch this part at least. Don't turn this off because we're not talking about the Kardashians per se. All right. We're talking about the person behind the Kardashians. Right. And it was like Emma Greed, I think her name is. Right. I know it's Emma. And the fact of is it about the person, the influencer, the celebrity? Or is it really about having a really good product is what brings in the money? So let's let's talk about that. You know, Chloe can drive you to, you know, first purchase, yeah. but she's not gonna let you come back again and again and again for a product that's, you know, expensive. Um, and so I was had to be like very, very clear that the product was better than anything else out there for a curvy body type. And I was absolutely clear that I'd created a product that was better than anything else. Real quick, before Moose goes, I wanna give a quick backstory. So what she said was she has a brand with Khloe Kardashian, right? She also has with Kim, Kim with Skims, and Khloe, I think it's like Great American, I believe so, right? Um, and it's addressing plus size people. So, like the clip was more like, yo, is Chloe bringing in the sales or is the product bringing in the sales? So go ahead, Moose. I just wanted to give mm -hmm. that background. Yeah, no, that, that part is important. And I, I mean, I, I always teach on this concept of promise and process. And your process is the fulfillment of whatever your product actually does, right? Product, service, the whole nine. But you have to 
meet the promise that you made when you were marketing the product through your process. Because if you consistently fail that promise, then it's clear that you don't have a good product. You, you know, and, and if you're a service provider, if, you, if you're an infopreneur, you're someone who uses information as your main way of making money, then that's when those bad, say, uh, uh, publicity or just people saying that this is a scam, that's when that starts to surface because your process did not fulfill the promise that you made up on. So you can get the best marketer in the world. You can get I don't know why I just thought of Michael Jackson. I was like, you could bring back Michael Jackson and have him market your product. Let's talk about it. But if your process, you know, if your process does not fulfill the promise that you've made when you were marketing to the audience, to people that came with that big name, then eventually you're 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 headed down. You know, like there there is no coming back from that. So it is important to recognize in business there are those two parts of it. Some people are better at just process creation, really for making sure that they have a superior product, one that is going to fulfill the promise that the marketer sends out. And others are better at being able to deliver that promise or market that product in a way that is captivating to, to those who may need it, those who may even have never thought that they were interested in such a thing, but delivering it in a way that it creates interest and says, okay, I'm, I, I want to try that out. So you need the two. But it is very important to fulfill the promise because if you don't, like we talked about earlier, the repeat sales is going to be difficult to come by. Yeah, that's that's all the way true. That's the biggest part about it. Like you can just base off who you are, you could bring in people. Of course, they, you gain trust somehow, some way. So like if we're talking about Chloe, like she gained a huge fan base because of the show, right? So the trust is there. Now, because I feel connected with you and I rock with you, you're coming out now with this? Oh, off the strength that I like you and that you were consistent showing up on the show all the time, I might as well purchase something, right? Now that's the, hmm, let me try. But I'm only buying it off of the strength of you. I don't necessarily need need it because I get my clothes somewhere else, right? I found the source before. Like, she's not the first one to think of this, right? And, and majority of us, we're, we probably are not the very first one to think of something. We're remixing it, niching it down, but we're not necessarily the first one. But because of the trust that we build through our personal brand to get that first sale, and now it's the product's job or us to have really good quality to be like, oh, no, you got to come back because you need another one. Like, or you need to gift that to somebody or you need to tell somebody real quick, fast, in a hurry. It's still important to have good products. It's still important to have good service. It, the person, the influencer alone is good for that one-time situation. So you'll spike real quick, but you will forever be chasing a rabbit. You'll forever be chasing the next client over and over again. We were talking about it earlier. Like, how is it the 
Is it only the community that continues to make certain things thrive and, and give certain brands hope that like, yo, this is really working and not necessarily going under the hood and saying, yo, it, your influence is so strong that it brings people, but we're not keeping them. We don't actually have anything really to keep them. We have to think of the actual solid product that is getting, uh, you know, updated all the time and, and getting different signals from the audience to improve certain things. No, we're just coming up with different things because of the person. So that is a, a pro and a con of like this influencer marketing and this influencer world where people will legit just buy off of the strength of who they trust, which is a good thing, which is great to start a business. It's great to uh, scale the business because now you may be getting multiple influencers and things like that. And so your numbers are going to do good that season. But let's say that contract is up or, Let's say that, you know, you're not the face anymore. What now? Is the product so strong? Is the service so strong that it can sell itself? Or are you leaning too much on the people? Like that's influencer marketing is a tool. That's it. Influencer marketing is a tool. You being the face of the brand as somebody with influence is a tool it is it's not the thing that you have to lean on like it shouldn't like they're not going to come to me if we show this person like this is not going to succeed if we show you first or if you do this part of it or like it's the product should be that means the product isn't solid yeah 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 that's real yeah it's uh it's a fine line between having to come up with something new and improve something that's already existing. And, and, and I know a lot of times they can appear to be the same thing, but they're not. And you have to be very strategic about when is the right or the appropriate season for you to do each of those. Mm-hmm. Is your brand or business in a place where it needs something new, something fresh, something what is revolutionary to your standards or do you just need to improve something that you already have so that it can better fulfill the promise that you're making? Better yet, so that it can better meet the need of the people who would use it, right? And, and, and for a lot of us, I hate to say it, but I think more of us can do a better job of meeting the need than just coming up with something new. Mm. Especially, and this is how you know which one, which side of the, the spectrum you fall on. If you have something where people are already buying, like you have, you have existing customers of a product that are, that's, that's being bought, that should let you know, oh, let me focus on better meeting their needs. It, it doesn't mean that they're no longer going to come back because again, we always use this example. I, Apple puts out a new iPhone every single year. Mm-hmm. They didn't go out and try to create phone X. No, they still create the iPhone. Yeah. Not the X phone, the iPhone, but a different version of it, a better version of it. They yeah. keep improving it. And 
it's 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 not new. It's different. And I know that sounds crazy because you're like, wait, but it's a brand new phone. It is, but it's a better phone. It's an improved phone, not a different phone necessarily, not a different product. So that's it's, it's a, it's a big lesson that a lot of us need to learn for sure. So here, oh, here's, a, here's a question I have for you that I was reading a book. I'm not going to say the book just yet, but I was reading a book. And what is what do you feel brands should concentrate on more, like businesses with their products and services? What people need or what people want? Hmm. Uh, that's, For a successful, scaling business. What people need. Okay, so let me just ask you this real quick, and not to answer your question with a question, but I, it, it does help. How would you define? How would you define the difference between what's a need and what's a want? Like, just in your perspective, what's it's subjective? Uh, no, it's subjective. Okay. Yeah. How, okay, however, okay. you want to answer it. Because some people would be like, you know, if going back to the pandemic days, like essentials and stuff like that. Those are needs, right? right? Um, but something that I read made me look at it a little bit different. And so I wanted your take on, should a, should a brand and a business concentrate on a person's needs or wants? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because like when something crazy like that happens in the world, a lot of the things that could have been considered wants became needs, Mm -hmm. So not every person needed a DSLR camera. Not everyone needed mm. fancy microphones and all of that stuff. But when the pandemic hit, a lot of those wants were all of a sudden necessities. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah. wait, no, I need to transport everything online yesterday. So guess what? That is no longer just uh, something that I, that's a nice to have. It's a, it's a necessity. So I do think those extreme circumstances sometimes really rattle up the marketplace and it, it can shift it a, a lot of ways. But in my opinion, the needs tend to be a little bit more affordable where the wants are a lot more expensive. So mm. from a pricing standpoint, at yeah. least I'll say that. So it, it all goes back to the type of brand and business that you are. If you're someone who's a high value, well, you can reach scale through high volume transactions at uh, a, a lower cost right. or, you know, products or services that don't cost as much. But if you're more of, of uh, a premium service or a premium brand that you probably need, you want to focus more on that want. It's like, okay, how can I create that experience for the top 20% of the consumers, 10%, 1%, because heck, I can do one transaction a month, but that one transaction will keep the lights on for six months right. because the price is just so much higher. So I, that, that's one thing I, that I can think off at the top of my head. It's like price definitely plays a role into it when, when you're thinking of which side of the spectrum you fall on. So I, I'm leaning now more towards want because mm -hmm. people buy off of emotion. Right. Yeah. And just like how you said with people will turn a want into a need. Best example, shout out to those people who will know these terms. Right. 
um, for young viewers. Bear with me, I'll explain it, right? Um, between VHS and DVD, there was no selling of you need to buy a DVD. It was more of, I want better quality. Not that you need better quality, but look, we don't have VHS. We don't even have DVDs because it's not convenient. You know, mm -hmm. we don't want to lug around DVDs and have different, uh, all this storage situation. It's now become, our wants have now become the new norm. So when you want to sell something, you want to go more towards a person's emotion and wanting to feel accepted or wanting to have better things or save time and that, that, like touching some of these desires and people will pay whatever in order to get that, that want. Like uh, they were explaining like in Australia, in a certain part of Australia, it's like the worst place to have a, like a foreign car. Like you don't want to have a very expensive car over there because of potholes and just the way the roads are. But everybody wanted a Ferrari. Why? Mm. Because it's a status system uh, situation. Plus, certain, only certain people were allowed to have that. So now it becomes more of a need in order to be accepted into these situations. Do you need to be accepted in these situations? No. You only need to breathe. That's it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the only wow. real thing we need to do is breathe, be sheltered, have some clothes because that's illegal. I mean, like, those particular things. But we are, we feel like we need certain brands right? We need certain things when all honesty, if we was to break down a lot of the things that we have right now, majority of them are wants, even from the stuff that we eat, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff that we eat, like, yo, you got to nourish myself. Uh, you don't have to nourish yourself with almond milk. You, you don't, not that particular brand of almond milk. I mean, not that particular brand of cheese, not that particular brand of of apples and bananas for all my healthy people. I mean, like mm -hmm. there's certain things that we literally buy based off the want of being accepted or our emotions being triggered. So when we're looking at it now, when we're trying to sell something how how is this product or service triggering an emotion of i want this that i'm triggering my mind to say this is a need hmm. that's good i'm just saying that's good that's good Listen. but um we are going to be talking about uh how to turn a problem into money on the after show that's, I can't even talk. After show. So go check that out. All 
Apple Podcasts. And, and maybe by the time you hear this, depending on when you hear this, we may have another situation. But go check out the after show. It's going to be fire. Shout out to everybody who follows us on all social media platforms, on YouTube. We're at like 11K on YouTube. We just hit 10K on Instagram. And that's all because of you guys, you sharing it, you following and commenting, and we appreciate it. Moose, final words. Yeah, you're so good at making note of the future. It's like, oh, it's on Apple now, but by the time you listen to this, it's going to be elsewhere too. I just want to put that out there. You're so good at that. I just wanted to say that publicly. Uh, final, Final words, man. You only lose when you quit. You only lose when you quit. You know, when this laptop fell off the stand and broke. <laughs> Come on, speaker, speaker. Oh, Come on. Come on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Real yeah. life situation. You know, when, <laughs> when, this, when that laptop fell off, then I'm gonna send you a pic of the the low the low sit up there. But when when that happened, look, man, this this show could have been, oh man, uh, I'm gonna have to see y'all next week or something. But I didn't quit, you know, just find another laptop, make it work. So the only time you lose is when you quit. Keep going. <laughs>